Good morning, Facebook. This is Barney Cohen in Double Your Sales, and it's Saturday, which means it's time for the next installment of Barney's Business Basics. Let's adjust this camera just a hair. There we go. Um, so today is Barney's Business Basics number six, and the, uh, the title of today's show is... Uh, uh, the History of Business Part 2, and we're going to talk about four things that are intertwined and uh, related, uh, all wrapped up in each other, and those four things are accounting, finance, credit, and money. Uh, last week, we talked about my first installment of the History of Business, and I talked about trade, commerce, and markets, three things that are really wrapped up with each other, and today, we are going to go to the money and accounting side of the question. I will talk in further installments about how accounting, finance, credit, and money uh, impact your business today and how you run your business currently with those things. But, but for this segment, we're going to talk about the history of those things. And the reason we talk about the history is to give you some context to sort of show you why these things are important, where they came from, and what impact they would have on us. There is no way uh, in, you know, no chance at all that I could uh, take 15 minutes and dig deep into these subjects. So what you're going to get from me this morning is the very beginning, the very scratching of a surface of these four topics that are so interrelated. So uh, I'm going to get into them now and, and talk about them a little bit. Um, uh, the first three are very closely related, and they're called accounting, and finance, and credit. Accounting uh, tries to answer the question, what do I measure and what do I record? And that's what accounting is. It's the measuring of things, and it's the recording of things. So things, uh, all through history, things that have been measured and recorded are sales and inventory. We would measure and record other things as well, but these are two things that are commonly measured and recorded and have been uh, 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 have been done that way. It's, we've done that uh, all through history. One of the great benefits of measuring and recording is it allows you to do business over a wider area or more distance. And um, that would, that's so, so accounting is something that allows a business to grow. Uh, without it, it's a hard to do business, anything other than right where you are. Uh, the second thing that's closely related is finance. Finance is a little different than accounting. It asks the question and tries to answer the question, how am I going to pay for this? Uh, and a subset of that would be, who's going to pay for this? And uh, that is something that uh, we see a lot um, all through history, which is where does the money come from and how is it used? So uh, that's what we call finance. And uh, that has an important function in today's businesses. And we'll get to that in, in uh, subsequent uh, segments. The third question is credit. Credit is very similar to finance. Uh, but instead of saying who or how am I going to pay for it, the credit question is when am I going to pay for it? And uh, that allows us the possibility that payment may not be exactly at the same time when the money is raised or when the service is rendered. The payment could be separated in time from uh, the, the time of the service. 
So uh, let's take a look at at least one example uh, in history where these three things come together and you can see um, uh, uh, what, what I'm talking about and how they interrelate. Uh, a, a favorite example of mine is the period in Italy uh, in the Renaissance, we're talking about now around 14 to 1500, uh, that's uh, AD, that's you know in, in our current numbering system. Uh, this is the time uh, where the church was very important and Italy had given rise to a, um, a number of city-states. The biggest ones were Florence and uh, Genoa and Venice. Uh, Venice is probably the one that uh, I would pay the most attention to for this example because if I talk about accounting and finance and credit, we can put it all into, <coughs> excuse me, uh, one example uh, that would have to do with Venice. Uh, accounting was very primitive in the very beginning, and accounting uh, couldn't become anything like the accounting we know today until we could write. Well, we didn't have writing until about 5000 BC, where the first examples of accounting uh, showed up in Mesopotamia. I think that the, uh, the, the, the country then was called Sumeria. Uh, and it, uh, accounting slowly evolved, and um, by the time you got to, say, the year um, a thousand uh, after Christ now, this is a thousand AD, um, uh, we started seeing the emergence of two things that made a big, big difference in the way we ran a business. And the first was something called double entry accounting. And uh, I won't try and explain it here. Uh, if you're interested in what double entry accounting um, is, then uh, Google it and it'll show you exactly what double entry accounting is. But what double entry accounting allowed us to do was to check for errors. And not only could we check for errors, but we could check for errors in a system that could be moved. In other words, we could do it in a ledger and the ledger could go out. Uh, the ledger would not have to stay in one place, but it could be checked later for accuracy. And uh, that was a big, big uh, deal. Uh, until then, you, you had to totally 100% trust uh, your, uh, your fellow company members or compatriots, and uh, sometimes I'm sure there was a lack of trust uh, in the olden days. And uh, so double entry accounting allowed you to do that. Uh, another tremendous innovation in the West that was developed first in India and then spread through the Arab world was what we call Arabic numbers. Uh, they actually were developed in India, so they're, they're Hindu numbers, uh, but up until uh, oh, 1300 in the West, uh, they used Roman numerals, and Roman numerals were very hard to do calculations with. Uh, uh, it was the concept of 10 digits and uh, a, a placeholder and the concept of zero. All these things came together uh, around the year 1000, 11, 1200, and uh, this led to the codification or standardization of accounting in the late 1300s and 1400s in northern Italy. And, uh, and so the, the, uh, the, the whole thing uh, came together just at the time when the city-states of Italy were uh, spreading their wings and making their mark on the world. And this system of accounting uh, led to a tremendous uh, growth uh, in, and expansion uh, in the city-state of, of Venice, and it became one of the most powerful uh, nations uh, of the world at that time. Uh, the way f finance played a role is that uh, the 
the things that Venice did mainly was to trade, and they traded by ship, and so these were expensive endeavors. Uh, putting together shipments, you had to build a, a major boat, you had to outfit that boat, you had to hire crew people for that boat, and then you had to get inventory on that boat, things that you could trade. And so um, uh, all of this cost more money than any one person might have. Also, it was more risk than any one person wanted to take. And so you came up with these schemes of finance where several people would come together to to put their money in, and that would spread out the cost and spread out the risk. Uh, credit came in here too, because uh, you didn't always have to pay for all of it in one um, in one event. Uh, you could pay for it slowly over time. Uh, the crew members didn't have to be paid all at once. Some of them got paid when the journey was finished. The people who bought and sold the goods didn't have to take them all at the same time, didn't have to pay for them all at the same time. All this was possible because of the advances we made in accounting and finance. So if you want to see how these three things came together and came together nicely for the Western world, uh, you might uh, read a history of Venice and, 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 and learn what they did. I talked in the last segment about a book called Salt, S-A-L-T. Um, and this is a book about uh, the way the world looked through the eyes of salt. Uh, told the history of the world through the through the lens of of salt, and uh, I'm I'm continuing it a little bit because uh, the major uh, salt producer uh, back uh, say from 700 to 1,000 was Venice, and that's what was the original uh, source of their wealth was salt. So uh, they just kept growing and kept uh, uh, getting bigger and better. So that's why I thought it was appropriate to use. Venice and what was going on in the 13, 14, and 1500s as an example for this segment as well. Uh, there's a wonderful book. Uh, the, it's called Double Entry, and it's, a, it's a, uh, a history of how double entry accounting was adapted and used in Italy. And um, uh, I can't remember the author's name, but I'm sure that if you went to Amazon and typed in double entry, you would, you would find uh, this book. So the other big thing that goes in here into this bucket is money. Uh, the, 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 the history of money I think is fascinating. I don't think we have time to do anything more than just talk about uh, an example or two of, of, of how money is important, uh, but at least it'll get us started. Uh, the first thing I think that, that I do when I think about money is I say, well, what is this thing anyway? What, what is money? And in its purest form, money is debt. It's, uh, I think of it almost as reverse debt. It's not money I owe you, it's money that you owe me. Uh, so uh, the way to think of it is if I have a $20 bill, a $20 US note, uh, and I walk into a store with it, that store owner is going to pay me $20 worth of goods. I walk in with a promissory note of $20 and they have to honor it. They have to give me $20 worth of stuff. Now, the way it works in, 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 in a store is I go around and choose what I want to, and they set the price. But what that $20 bill does is it lets the store owner know that I have the right to take $20 worth of merchandise out of his store. Now, money's been around a long, long time, and it hasn't always been in the form of a dollar bill, which is what we have here in the United States. Uh, 
money has been involved in the very first kind of trading, which was barter. Uh, and then we went over from barter over to a gift economy. And the, the uh, sometimes we would do things in exchange for a gift. Uh, and then that slowly gave way to uh, money being something of use or utility. And the most common things back uh, in olden days in the agricultural societies were uh, uh, or, or some kind of uh, meat or, or produce. Uh, uh, a lot of older societies used cattle as money. Uh, a lot of older societies used um, standard measures of grain as society. And again, you can see how these things intertwine. So the grain is the money, but you use accounting to measure it or to account for it. <laughs> so the money, accounting, finance, and credit all get wrapped up in each other. Uh, mostly when we think about money and history, I, I think most people quickly go to coins, uh, even though we've had some form of money uh, for, you know, even back in the prehistory before there was writing, uh, the, the coins didn't really start uh, appearing until around 1000 BC, so that's 1000 years before Christ, and they didn't really, um, they didn't really come into common usage until five to 600 BC in the Greek world. And, and most people who write about money say that the first common use of money was in Asia Minor, the, the Levant, the area that that's today would be called Turkey. Uh, and they were, it was developed by the Greeks. And the idea behind money is that uh, you would stamp a coin. Most, most of these were things that you could take out of the earth or minerals and you would stamp it. So you would stamp it with a mark that meant something, and uh, so the the uh, so so money becomes a kind of credit. Uh, in other words, it's saying I'll pay for you. I'll pay for something tomorrow that I'm taking today. And uh, the the reason I read that's compelling, and I'm not an expert on this. I'm just reading histories, and you know I I, I like this stuff. I can't swear that that this is exactly the way it worked, but it, it's a it's a great story and I think it sounds right to me. Uh, what what made the Greeks come to power is they had a better system of warfare than anyone around them. And the thing they developed that was so unique was uh, before the Greeks, people outfitted armies and when an army went out on an expedition, the army was entirely uh, outfitted at the outset and the army carried everything it needed. And what the Greeks developed was a system of, uh, of, of bigger armies, and they only took um, protective gear with them and what they needed for transport and everything else they foraged for, they foraged uh, or pillaged for. And uh, that was way more efficient. They could travel faster and further because they didn't have so much to carry. But as you can imagine, the people that heard about an advancing army that was foraging and pillaging uh, would be sort of scared. And the Greeks figured out I think pretty early that if they raped and pillaged uh, the countryside, uh, it would be difficult to govern these people after they beat them in battle. And uh, the Greeks developed this system for uh, paying for the things they took as opposed to just taking them. And what they did is they left a coin and the, the coin was a, um, a symbol to the person who got the coin that when the Greek army came back, hopefully with the spoils of war, they would pay for what they had taken. And uh, clearly this worked because the Greeks 
took over most of the known world at that point in time and um, and uh, spread their system of empire uh, throughout most of the Mediterranean. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of interesting stories about coins and coinage and uh, what they're made of and how you know how much they're worth and who has to pay for it and where they're honored and everything like that. Uh, again, we could go on and on. It is a long and fascinating history. There's a lot of good books written about money. I won't recommend one today. Um, I'm sure you can find one or two of them if you're interested in the subject. Then well, we went onward from there. Uh, coins became notes. Uh, notes were on paper and um, uh, uh, notes had the same value as a, a coin, but they didn't have to be made out of metal. They could be printed on paper. Uh, and that system uh, came into being in the late Middle Ages. It started and uh, has, has uh, proceeded to this day. And today we see the emergence of a new kind of um, money called cryptocurrency, <coughs> excuse me, uh, which I'm not completely familiar with. Uh, it's still a little bit of a mystery to me. But it's brand new, so it should be a mystery. It's, uh, I've got something to learn there. Uh, and that's sort of a real brief history of money. So you can see that these four things are tied together, accounting, finance, credit, and money. Uh, and they weave in and out of each other. And, the, and looking at the, the history of business through the eyes of money, you can see how it impacts trade and commerce and markets, the more sophisticated the money and the tools around money got, the more uh, you could uh, trade over a wider distance and uh, uh, further out in time, and the larger your, your enterprise could get. So the, the, these structures of business, this, this accounting and this finance and these mon this money, they were tools that allowed businesses to grow and prosper. Um, so... Uh, we'll see how they're used today again in later segments. So this is the second of a part about uh, history. The first part was trade, commerce, and markets. And uh, next week I'll talk about the third part of the history of business, which is the, the structure of companies, how they are structured. And I'll, uh, I, I'll, I'm going to split that up in, actually into two segments. I'm going to talk about the structure of companies from the very beginning up until about the middle 1800s. And then in part number four, I'm going to talk about uh, an invention of the 1800s that totally changed the world and the way we do business. And uh, that's going to be my next two segments. So I hope you join me for those. If you would like to um, share this with somebody else, you can do it by sharing this Facebook post. But I'm also putting this on YouTube. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. It's, on, it's Barney the Business Guy. You can go to YouTube and watch any of these segments there. Thanks for joining me this morning, and I will see you next week.